thank you very much for coming here and thank you for the very nice words. I found most of them not totally deserved, but was pleasant, very pleasant. And I am very pleased to be here in this great seat of learning where so many of this country's finest sons and daughters have been educated, and from where some of the greatest writing, thinking, ideas, and innovations have emerged. Where also many successful Albanians have studied and are studying to contribute then in our country or in all the fields and places they think they can add value and evaluate their knowledge. I am an admirer of Britain, and Albania is a friend of Britain. Each time I come to Britain, which is quite often, I meet members of the Albanian communities, from Albania and Kosovo here, and I hear their stories of the great opportunities and the welcome that you have given to them, many having arrived after having fleed persecution and tyranny. We do not forget the support Britain has provided to our region then and at many other times in our past. Albania is changing just as the Balkans are changing. In this year, 100 years from the First World War, there will be many reminders or of a less happy history, a war that started in our region and spread to take influence <coughs> and the slaughter of millions. War and bloodshed are the themes of so much of our history. Britain that led Europe's fight to defeat the Nazis, Albania playing its part too, not least in protecting the Jewish people in our midst that Hitler wished to exterminate. So now, today, 2014 rather than 1914, for all of the changes, challenges we face, the world is in so many ways better. Safer for most, more prosperous, with greater opportunities for all of us. And believe that much of the credit for that must go to the institutions which have been built on the backs of the millions killed in those awful wars. The UN, which I was proud to address as Prime Minister 14 weeks ago, and say, if the European Union has turned its attention toward our region, particularly due to past conflicts, we all, together, Albanians, Serbians, Montenegrins, Macedonians, and all other people of the region should turn our eyes upon the EU for projects related to our development for a better and prosperous future. NATO, which fought that war in Kosovo and has won the battle to keep Europe free and peaceful for much of its existence. And the European Union, of course, which, whatever annoyances it may cause nation states from time to time, has been a force for peace also, a force for prosperity, a force for good. It is to sing the praise of the EU that I speak to you today. It is also to emphasize the need for the EU to have a strong UK at its heart, 
is to restate that one of my drive, driving ambitions for Albania and the Balkans is that we too become is that we too should become part of this great force for good. I know the EU will be good for the Balkans, and I believe the Balkans can be good for the EU. I know the EU will be good for Albania. I believe Albania can be good for EU. I know Britain has been good for EU, and I hope Britain continues to do so. It is interesting for me as a Prime Minister for the Balkans, where the desire to join the EU is so strong, to come to one of Europe's major powers where debate is about living. And I think precisely because of this, at first sight, contradictory aspirations between aspiring Balkans and the reluctant reluctant European major power, it's important to explain why we need a strong EU and why I believe we need to be part of it. The first important blow against communist dictatorship in Albania occurred in the early 90s, one year after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Student activism and mass movements pushed the single party leadership to legalize other political parties. It was the end of the dictatorship. Back then, in the early 90s, one of the main slogans of the protesters, the majority of whom had never traveled to Europe or anywhere outside the country, was we want Albania to be like Europe. But the lack of political stability, the inexperience of the political class, and most importantly, the deep economic crisis that hit the country made the gap between Albania and Europe wider and wider. The wider the gap, the bigger was the political rhetoric around Europe as a dream, Europe as a destination. The true reason why this gap was growing, I believe, was the fact that we were running desperately towards Europe without realizing that we first needed to build Europe at home. See, to me, as an Albanian, as a citizen, as an artist, as well as Prime Minister, Europe is not a destination external to us. Europe should be, and Europe is, a destination within us. The first and most important reason why the Balkans need a strong EU and need to be part of it are the founding values of the EU and what they represent today. I love to read foreign political news. I follow a lot of politics here in Britain. And what I realize is how little politicians here use the word democracy. In Albania, we use it a lot. And I think there are also other EU member countries that use it a lot as well. But I guess here in Britain, one can feel and touch democracy a lot more than in Albania. So going back to the values, democracy, for instance, is something that we need to feel and not just to whisper. Functioning state institutions that ensure liberties and equal opportunities, a strong civil society, an independent and fair justice system, a public administration immune from corruption. These are all European values we first need to build at home. This is why for Albania, and I also think for other Balkan countries, the EU is a crucial political objective. This is also exactly the reason why when in opposition, we put EU integration at the heart of our Renaissance program, while to the government, it is our number one priority. 
I know from my own position in my own country that sometimes it is possible to get so close to the day to day frustration of political life, the silly things, the, irrita the irritants, that you lose sight of an important bigger picture. Is there are frustrations and irritations in any large bureaucracy. And Europe's bureaucracy is larger than most. Moreover, we are aware that there is a long way to go before the European Union displays its unity in many crucial aspects, while member countries have to face reshaped challenges related to the varying quality of daily democracy, the nature and meaning of citizenship and nationhood in the face of wide-scale immigration and the viability of European single currency. But let us never forget that basic, the, the basic point I tried to make earlier. For a continent so largely shaped by war and bloodshed between nations, the post-war European settlement, which led to the EU and has seen it grow, is partly responsible for the relative peace and prosperity that Europe continues to enjoy. And what the history of all bloodshed the Europe tell us, and you can go back as far as to the pre-Westphalia peace at 1648, and then closer to the post-Yugoslavia conflict in the Balkans, is that peace and prosperity are achievements beyond borders. Thus, my country's determination to join the EU is related to our will to contribute to the success of a brilliant international project, the European Union that already contributes to the prosperity of millions, that creates even more open societies and contributes to a more equal world. Whilst I will never consider getting involved in the politics of another sovereign state, especially one as independent and rich in history and political culture as yours, I'm sure that I'm not alone in hoping that if ever there is a referendum to decide whether the UK stays in the EU or the British people decide to stay. It is for you to decide if Britain is stronger inside or outside the EU. But I am in no doubt that the EU is stronger with Britain inside it. I hope that as Albania continues this inner journey of progress and change in order to achieve EU integration, Great Britain will be always with us as it has always been, pushing us to the right direction, recognizing all our positive efforts, such as our determined fight against organized crime and endemic corruption, our efforts to improve security, to innovate and progress, but also warning where we need to go further and faster. And in that same spirit, encouraging you to share your views on us I hope you do not mind if we share our views on you. Britain is a major power, and that power can be used for the good of all Europe. We have much to learn from this power, while we are taking all the required steps to be considered for membership. Steps that we take with great awareness that our day-to-day -day actions, particularly as decision-makers, affect the life and opportunities of people today as well as the generations of tomorrow, the next generations of Europe. We have undoubtedly made considerable progress, and despite candidate status having once been rejected in 2010 and once been postponed in 2013, we continue to work hard for this.
Despite the support and guidance of the EU and our other international partners, particularly the United States, as well as many other developed countries and organizations, Albania has been slow in achieving sustainable democratic transformations in recent years, something we are determined to improve upon. We are committed to make all the required steps in order to obtain the country status. We work hard, always keeping in mind that EU integration is not just a destination, but is a set of values and standards we need to first build at home. I'm the head of a very new government, not only in terms of having been recently elected to power. The government of Albania is a new one also in relation to the very young age of our ministers. We also have the highest number of women ministers in cabinet Albania has ever had. Most of our ministers have studied abroad, few of them here in Britain. They came back to Albania with fresh ideas, new perspectives, and lots of courage to deliver change and bring renaissance to our country. That being said, I'm fully aware that we cannot be alone in this journey. I know that regional cooperation is a key factor in the integration process. And to ensure successful integration and contribute to the future for the EU, we are committed to work as hard as we can with all our neighbors. 2014 is a crucial year for the Balkans. On one hand, it is the first year since Balkans exist that comes without conflict. On the other, we need to make the most out of the peace we have managed to achieve. We live in a world where information is traveling at the fastest speed ever. Social media is playing a crucial role not only in getting people closer and ignoring the borders, but also in organizing people together. In the Balkans, same as in the EU, the young generation is eager to have a more prosperous future. Now that the dark shadows of war have disappeared, our new generation needs to see the horizons of hope. They need to get better education, better healthcare, more job opportunities. Without these new horizons, the future could look dark for all for our young generations. We together should not run this risk. We need to give hope, not only by running faster towards Europe, but by building Europe at home. Prior to the election, we promised to play a constructive role in encouraging and supporting the dialogue and agreement between Kosovo and Serbia, and we have done so. And I will be the first Albanian leader to seek to visit Serbia and to do so precisely so we can play our parts in healing the scars still row of past wars and conflicts, which also you, Britain, helped to bring to an end. This new approach, looking to a future of cooperation rather than back on a past of hatred and suspicion, opens the door to the possibility of a new era for all our region. We are actively engaged in regional projects in the fields of energy security, infrastructure, transport, tourism, and of course the job market, in which we are undertaking steps for its liberalization. You may know that before politics, I was an artist. I was introduced. So this part of my speech is a bit sassy. And uh, anyway, most days, still I draw or paint somehow. And on today's canvas for Albania, there are flickering brands.
brush strokes of hope and color. As we escape the dark shadows of the past and the hard challenges that all countries face in this very turbulent world. So opportunity and challenge stand really face to face as two equally strong and well-defined shapes. The huge shape of opportunity is a colorful space, Albania with one of the youngest populations in the world, many well-educated people, some of them I had the privilege to know today. With its wonderful nature and its natural resources, particularly in terms of hydroelectric energy. It contains our historical and cultural treasures, unique to religious harmony, unexploited rural areas, low-cost investments that are sustainable and highly profitable. The fascinating geopolitical position of Albania that stands at the crossing point of many lines, with some of them relating to energy and others to a dialogue between cultures, civilizations, and traditions. What we see as a distinctive presence in this picture are Albanian citizens, people who have survived the center of difficulties and live on discrimination, and who I think now have a stronger hope about sustainable welfare and regional harmony to what President Kennedy used to refer to as a peace worth living. As Prime Minister, I've discovered that it is not always easy to manage internal social and political constraints. However, we do the work related to you with great commitment to a better and fairer future for our country, our region, and Europe. This is because we are sure that the EU will benefit Albania, and I can promise that the next generation of Albania will benefit the EU. You can be good for us, we can be good for you, we can all be good for each other. Thank you.